0: edition of the logan blackman show i hope you all are ready to be entertained no chat gpt intro today i know sad noises sad noises all around but i feel like this show will be a good one i don't really know what the hell we're going to talk about today i really have no idea it's nine o'clock right now i got done playing basketball i woke up early to work out because reminder again i'm better than all of you i'm better than all of you i'm getting up before the crack of dawn to go get a massive lift in and just feel really good about myself for about three hours, and then hate myself because I'm tired as hell. Did a meeting today about it, got interviewed about my dad today. And I just, it's just a crazy day. Crazy. Day. So this is a later show than I've recorded in a, a, quite some time. I think the last time I recorded a show like this late in the day or in the evening, I guess, was the Super Bowl show, where it's, we talked about the Kansas City Chiefs beating the Philadelphia Eagles, and we did it right after. We did it right after the, the, right after the Super Bowl. Like, I went home, to my, I went to my parents' house, you know, talked to my dad about it. Because as a, as a fellow Chiefs hater, you want to see the Chiefs lose. There, there's certain things that you have in this world that are taken for granted. And when the Chiefs went like 2-14 and, and drafted Eric Fisher, you took those years for granted. We really took those years for granted. Now they got Patrick Mahomes, who could very well be, I'm not saying it's happened yet, or it will ever happen... But there is a chance that he could become, when it's all said and done, the greatest quarterback of all time, which is crazy to think about. Which is crazy to think, but this is a far cry from when the Chiefs were employing the great, the current greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady, employing his backup to be their starter. And they got Brody Croyle there. Like you, we we took the Chiefs' sucking ass for granted. It was absolutely terrible. But this show is the latest one we've done in a while, and I, I hope you enjoyed uh, Monday's show. I do really hope you enjoyed Monday's show. We had Brady Jansen on. This a the second time he's been on the show. This is only the second time that I have had a recurring guest on. The other recurring guest that we had on here was Zach Tracy, because Zach, and Zach hasn't been on by himself. He, he came on with Dan. That was like, oh, jeez, when was that? That was a few years ago. So I was still at my parents' house at that point, and that was, like, my second or third guest ever. The first guest I ever had was Todd Hafner, who was, who was the coach at William Penn University, the head coach at William Penn University, and then T-Boy. At least I think that's—was it. T-Boy before Zach? Was T-Boy before Zach and Dan? And then, whatever. At, and then Zach came on again with Kevin, and then we had one of my favorite episodes we ever recorded because they just bashed each other the entire time. It was freaking awesome to listen to, listen back to, let alone do. It was fun to listen back to. Now it, there were certain portions of that show that got cut off completely because the show completely fell off the rails. I, how long was the show? I think the show was like an hour and 15 minutes that we posted. But I think the show's actual runtime was somewhere around the 2 hour mark, maybe a little bit over 2 hours. But Zach when we got about that point, about the minute the hour and 15 minute mark, Zach went into the on the into the living room and laid down on the couch. And then Kevin got on a big rant about Derek Carr. And we just, I was like, dudes, we're cutting out this entire part. And then Kevin threw up. So it was just just a complete mess of a show. So we've been a lot more riled in since then. I mean, we've had Brady come on, then Jared came on. Two very fun shows. But Jared's show was really the first time where I kind of got things, I don't know how you want to word it, organized better. Because the other shows that you listen to that had a guest on, I don't feel like the, re- the 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 actual audio sounded as good as what the conversation was, and it, it, at least to me, anyways. Because I'm gonna hyperanalyze everything. It's my show. I'm editing it. I'm posting it. I'm doing all this other stuff. So when I notice something slightly off, it is like amplified by a hundred. So like when you listen to Brady's show back, it's echoey because recording in my kitchen. You listen back to T Boy's show. It was a lot of clicking in the background. Zach and Dan's episode, we only had two microphones. We have the one that I had, and then a crappy one that they were splitting in between them. Zach and Kevin's episode was good, because I was outside. I mean, that one was fine. But then we got, I got everything organized in here. I got a second chair. Like, we got everything good, and the audio just sounds so nice. It sounds so nice. So that first one with Jared was like, okay, we've got a system down now for when we have a guest on. And last show with Brady, I think it went really well. I liked the show a lot. We had Beer Bats from the Iowa Cubs, which was a lot of fun. We had Sports on the TV, which is only the second show I've ever done where we were watching a live sporting event. Now, I wasn't as into this sporting event as I was the last time we did this, which was the BYU-Coastal Carolina game with Zach Wilson. It was like when it was the COVID season, and BYU was just pretty pretty much playing anyone and anywhere, and they went to travel to Coastal Carolina. It was a night game. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, Coastal Carolina won. If I'm not mistaken, like, I had a show on here. You can search it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It's titled Mullets and Mormons, something along those lines. There's other words in there as well, but Mullets and Mormons is the main thing. And while we're talking about that, Apple Podcasts and Spotify, make sure you are following and are subscribed to the Apple Podcasts and Spotify accounts. And make sure you're following in every single form of social media as well. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and, of course, again, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can find me on Twitter, at Logan underscore Blackman. Instagram account is Logan. The show's Instagram account is the Show one Facebook, and YouTube. Sorry, I had to burn that. I got a a nice little glass of chocolate milk with me right now. And Facebook and YouTube, search Logan Blackman Show. This should pop up. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel channel and like and follow the Facebook page. And then again, the main thing here is make sure you're following and or subscribe to the Apple Podcasts and Spotify accounts, which you can touch all shows you want on there. And also make sure to check out TheLoganBlatmanShow.com. You can check out blog posts, you can check out videos, you can check out podcast links there as well. All that stuff on the LoganBladmanshow.com. I would very much recommend it. You drive the the what do you want to call what is what is the word for that? Drive the traction up, the the travel up on the, the website. The traffic, drive the traffic up on the website. We could use that. We get some decent views on, you know on blog posts here and there, but we haven't had a blog post in a little bit. The last one we did was br- our insanely early 2024 NFL Draft quarterback prospect grades, which if I'm remembering off the top of my head was um, Caleb Williams at one, Drake May two, then it was Quinn Ewers three, and it was JJ McCarthy four, Joe Milton five, Michael Penick six, Bo Nick seven, and this is where it gets kind of loopy. Um, Eight was Jordan Travis. Nine was, oh, crap, who was nine? Number nine was Jaden Daniels, I think? Jaden Daniels was number nine, and Spencer Rattler was ten. So that was our top ten quarterback prospect rankings. Now, again, I say this all the time when it comes to scouting quarterbacks for the draft versus scouting quarterbacks just to be good college quarterbacks. There is a big difference between the pair. There's a big difference. Like, you look at Tim Tebow. Like, Brady and I talked about the great, top 75 greatest college quarterbacks of all time, according to ESPN. Remember we talked about that for Monday's show? Tim Tebow was in the top five. There is no list on earth that will have Tim Tebow in the top five in regards to being an NFL quarterback. We remember it completely well for him being a college quarterback. He's the first sophomore to ever win a Heisman. I think it's, if we're being honest, I think I've said this before on here, that is the last time I think we see an average football team's starting quarterback win the Heisman. Because Florida that year, I think, went 9-4. and four. And then they won the national championship the next year, and they went back again the next year, I believe. If I've, I think I've got that right. Because they went the year before Tebow was the starter with Chris Leak. They killed Ohio State. Like I loved watching Florida football back then. I liked Chris Leak a lot. So when that game against Ohio State kicked off, and Ted Gid housed, housed it for the first kickoff of the game, we are like, oh, we are got a barn burn on our hands. And then, no, no, we, I mean, the barn was burning, but I think Florida was setting the barn on fire with how they played against Ohio State in that game. They absolutely trounced them. But Tim Tebow, one of the greatest college quarterbacks of all time. No debate on that. But just not anywhere near that level in the NFL. Same goes for Vince Young. Uh, you heard me and Brady say, I would put Vince Young for an entire college career as the greatest college quarterback of all time. I think you're looking at a guy who should have probably won a Heisman in his time at Texas. You're looking at the greatest national championship, arguably, of all time, that game against USC at the Rose Bowl. One of the greatest finishes in college football history, if not the greatest game of all time. In college football history. Like, we know Ohio State-Michigan, that's the rivalry that's considered the game. But the game should be considered Texas-USC in the Rose Bowl. What was that, 2005? 2006? 2006 Rose Bowl? Because I think they were were drafted. No, they were drafted in 06. Because Mario Williams went first, then Bush, then Young. And then I'm lost for the rest of it. then Leinert was drafted 11th? I think Matt Leinert was drafted. No, Jay Cutler was drafted 11th. Matt Leinert was drafted 8th? 7th or 8th? Somewhere around there? I would put Vince Young up there. And, again, Vince Young was not anything particularly special in the NFL. I believe he went to the Pro Bowl his rookie year. He had that 99-yard drive against the, oh, crap, who was it against? The Cardinals when he was on the Tennessee Titans? I think it was against the Arizona Cardinals when they had the 99-yard drive. Because I remember my parents used to have, or my dad, used to have Sports Illustrated back in the day. My grandma Blackman always ordered it for him. That was like his birthday, pre- it was birthday or Christmas present, I don't remember. But that was on the cover of Sports Illustrated, the drive. But Vince Young, other than that moment, his rookie year in the NFL, the only other thing I can really think of that's memorable in regards to Vince Young's NFL career is when he called the Philadelphia Eagles a super team and they proceeded to, I don't even think, make the playoffs that year, if I'm not mistaken, when he was the backup quarterback to Michael Vick. And to be fair, on paper, that team was freaking stacked. If you look at what the team did the season prior, you're like, man, this team's going to come back and dominate the league the next year. We saw Vick, the probably the best version of Michael Vick that first year in Philadelphia or that first year as the full-time starter in Philadelphia I should say because remember when he first got there Donovan McNabb was a starter he was more of a bit part player that would sometimes come in like a slot receiver and stuff that team was good on paper but then they got tagged the super team and you don't need your backup quarterback saying stuff like that don't matter if you actually feel it you cannot have the backup quarterback doing that but those are guys right there and the number one guy on that list Baker Mayfield Bigger Mainfield is on his now fourth team, and we are talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as one of the worst teams in the NFL this year. This is a former number one overall pick, and we are on his fourth team. He was in Cleveland, got shipped off to Carolina, got cut by the Panthers kind of by mutual consent, and then went over to the Rams, played well in that first game. Like everybody was freaking out about that first game because it is hard to learn an entire playbook that, like, two days before. It's different for each position. Quarterback's got to know every single spot on the field. Starter gets hurt. bigger manfield comes in, plays well, leads a team to leads a comeback victory. But guess what? He's down in Tampa, battling for the starting job with Kyle Trask. I personally, and you know, if you listen to the show for a decent amount of time, you know, I like Kyle Trask. I like Kyle Trask. I want to see him get a chance at the next level. He just was, you know, stuck behind again the greatest quarterback of all time in Tom Brady and the greatest backup quarterback of all time in Blaine Gabbert. Like it's, It was a tough hill to climb, but they kept him on the roster. Never relegated him to practice squad and in fear of someone taking him. So I think he could do well. I don't think Baker Mayfield does anything that special to warrant like a guaranteed starting spot for a team that is, again, going to be one of the favorites to get the number one overall pick in the draft. Isn't that crazy? Like we, we look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Their greatest quarterback of all time is Tom Brady. He was there for three, four years. And you look at that little blip in Tampa Bay Buccaneers' history, the Buccaneers have little blips here and there. Like, for the most part, this team sucks. Like, again, we are talking about a team that's greatest quarterback of all time played three to four years there. Three years there. Won a Super Bowl's first year, went back to the playoffs second year, went back to the playoffs last year when he should have retired, got smoked by the Cowboys in the first round, and then officially retired this year. And apparently he's definitely not coming back. But it's crazy. It's just crazy how that... Baker, and then when Baker Mayfield was drafted first overall, to be fair to the most to most people out there, Baker Mayfield was not seen as a like top 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 high value draft pick. What are usually seen getting drafted first overall? You are the they are saying by picking you first overall. And again, he has no say in them. I mean, he's gonna have to sell himself a little bit to try and get the Cleveland Browns to draft in the first overall pick. But for the most part, he's not making the decision. He doesn't decide if the Browns draft him or not. He can do his best to try and convince him of that, but it's the Browns' job to draft him. And in hindsight has definitely not been fair to the Cleveland Browns, who could have drafted Deshaun Watson, but of course traded back with the Houston Texans and proceeded to draft Deshaun Kaiser in the second round. And then you look back to the 2018 draft a year later, you pass on Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, who's terrorized you for the last, since 2018, pretty much. Hindsight's not been fair to the Cleveland Browns recently. The only quarterbacks in that top five that have done anything in the NFL are Joe Burrow and Cam Noon, who, by most accounts, are widely considered to have the two greatest college football individual seasons in college football history. You've heard me say this a thousand times. I think that LSU team in 2019 is the greatest college football team of all time. And I know, like, old heads out there, including my dad, my uncle, and all those people, would love to say the Miami Hurricanes, and I think there's a very valid point. When you're looking at people that translated to the NFL, yes, I completely understand that. Like you got the likes of Ed Reed on this team, like Reggie Wayne, Andre Johnson, you got a whole group of running backs that are absolutely insane. But you look at that LSU team with Joe Burrow, with Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, all three of those guys are widely considered to be top five in their respective positions in the NFL. And Clyde was a layer. Again, I brought this up with Brady. Joe Burrow set every single college football passing record at the time until Bailey Zappi broke all the records the next year at Western Kentucky. And you look at what they did in the passing game and all that stuff. Clyde was a layer rushed for like 1,600 yards. Like this wasn't like just super one-dimensional offense like you see at these, uh, these schools that usually break all these passing records. No, they had a good running game. They had a very good running game. And they still lit people up in the passing game. We're not even talking about what they had on defense, but that offense was insane. And you could say they caught lightning in a bottle. Yeah, they did. So did Cam Newton's Auburn team. What did Cam Newton's Auburn team do after that? Nothing. They fired Gene Chizik, and then Gus Malzahn comes in. They go back to the nanny with Nick Marshall at quarterback and lose to Florida State with Jameis Winston. It's so like it, it varies on how you do in college. Like there are traits, like people look in the NFL for traits. Because I know a lot of people out there will look at numbers for college. It's not always fair to look at the numbers for a college quarterback and say, this guy will suck in the NFL. I've said this for years. I've said this for absolutely forever. And not to be mean to Dwayne, and not to discredit, like, not to be down on Dwayne Haskins or anything. Rest in peace, of course. But you look at what he did in college. He broke almost every Big Ten passing record. At least he set new records for freshmen. And he did nothing in the NFL. Like, just because you put up monster numbers in college does not mean it's necessarily going to translate to the NFL. Like Colt Brennan, again, RIP, but, man, another situation where he didn't put up a lot of great numbers in the NFL, put up insane numbers at Hawaii. One of the most fun teams to watch in college football history was that Hawaii Warriors team. Was that 2007? 2008? No, no. yeah, 2000, no. It was after the 0-16 Lions team, so that would have been 9 the 2009-08-09 season, Hawaii played George in the Sugar Bowl, and Matt Stafford absolutely torched them in that game. And I'm not saying Matt Stafford individually. George as a whole just were too big, too fast, too strong, too good for Hawaii that day. Absolutely creamed them. Absolutely. That's why I always give credit to Boise State, because a lot of people look at those smaller schools, go to play these big-time teams, and they get blown out. Boise State, who's playing, again, in Boise, Idaho is not a team that's really able to recruit all that well. And they were still competitive, highly competitive with these very good teams, obviously beating Oklahoma in the Fiesta Bowl. And again, one of the most famous college football games of all time. And that's another one, Kellen Moore, one of my favorite college quarterbacks of all time. He is now the offensive coordinator of the Chargers. He'd been on two teams, retired early, and then was the office coordinator of the Cowboys before becoming the office coordinator of the Chargers. Like, it doesn't always translate like that. It doesn't always translate like that. So when you look at the grand landscape of college football right now, I saw this post on Twitter a couple days ago or something. It was from Sideline Sports Network. And I don't know if this is, like, legit, legit, or, you know, like trying to get attention, essentially. Because when you see things on social media, when you see things in the news now, you're trying to garner clicks. This is the whole thing with clickbait media, clickbait journalism, and all that stuff. You're trying to get as much traction, traffic, whatever, to your website, to your page, in order to try and build a brand. You start off saying something, like, you remember the, uh, what website was it? Was it Basketball Reference? I think it might have been Basketball Reference. It was some, like, scouting department thing. I'm just saying, it might not be Basketball Reference, but there's a famous picture of Deshaun Stevenson in high school. They compared him to Michael Jordan. That was his comparison, was Michael Jordan. I remember seeing them come out afterwards to say because everybody was roasting them for it. Everybody, because it was when the Last Dance came out. Everybody was talking like, oh, Deshaun Stevenson. I mean, NBA champion. Fair play to the guy. Started in the NBA Finals as well. Didn't really do a whole lot in the NBA Finals, but he started. I think he has an Abe Lincoln tattoo on his throat or something. I can't. I think it's Abe Lincoln. I think it, I'm pretty sure it's Abe Lincoln. But they were like, "Yeah, we did that because we were trying. We were a new website, and saying something as outlandish as comparing anybody to Michael Jordan, that will garner clicks." People like, "What the hell are they talking about?" And who knows if they actually read the article? That that point, you don't give a damn because of the fact, hey, they clicked on it. Especially now, this is more of a thing now than what it was back then. So they were kind of pioneers in that aspect. But but I saw this this post, and there's a few things. So it's the entire. United States of America got all 50 States represented here. I guess 49 cause Alaska doesn't, they didn't put anybody, it has just, just, a giant like caution sticker on the state of Alaska because they don't have a quarterback there. But some of these States you're like, huh, that's what we're, that's, that's what we're doing here. And some of these logos, like I have, I'm struggling to, to like picture fully, but And a lot of these schools, I've never watched a day in my life. Like, holy cross. I'm not going to say, and is that Bryant? Bryant Bulldogs? I've never watched these teams in my life. I have not watched a single game of those two in my freaking life. I'm not even going to try and pretend like I've seen a game of those schools in my life. Like, i barely watched any New Mexico State football. All I know about New Mexico State is that they ass. That's all I know about New Mexico State. But you look at this list, it says post-spring projections. Top QB in each state going into the 2023 season. The one that stands out right away. It's the middle of the freaking country. Absolute middle of the freaking country. And I would just like to say, uh, Iowa State, Brady, we brought this up with Brady, Was on Iowa State is definitely more north than West Virginia. I shouldn't say definitely, but it is more north than West Virginia. So I would like to say, screw you, Brady who, who will be on again. We'll have Brady on again. I don't know if it won't be this week. It won't be this weekend. We're going to have another guest on Saturday. So for Monday show, we'll have another person on first timer, first timer. We'll see if Zach can get on with them. So Zach's going to try and reclaim, maybe, maybe be able to reclaim his crown, reclaim his crown as the most, uh, uh, reoccurring guest on the Logan Blackman show. But I'm looking at this, this country, this United States of America. And again, dab smack in the middle of the country, one of them, because I guess, would you say Missouri's technically the middle of the country? Either way, you look at right above Missouri, and you're looking at the state of Iowa. And we have talked about this whole thing in regards to the the quarterbacks in the state of Iowa, about who's the best in the state. And who, out of every team, I mean, in the state of Iowa, out of the, I guess out of every three, out of the big three schools in the state of Iowa, who has constantly been in last place in the arms race for the quarterback position for the state of Iowa. That's Iowa state. So who do you think they have as the team? Let me repeat this again. Top quarterback in each state going into the season. Why is Iowa state in the picture of Iowa? You could pull any Iowa state fan out there. I don't think any of them and I know Brady's a diehard Iowa State fan, his fiance's a diehard Iowa State fan, and I've had this exact same conversation with them at a friend's wedding a few months ago. They do not even think that Hunter Decker's or whoever the hell is going to be Iowa State's quarterback given the whole betting scandal. No one thinks that that Iowa State is the best quarterback in the state of Iowa. Going into the season coming from last year, like, you could say they were number two because, again, you're competing with a guy in Spencer Petras who had at less touchdown passes than Iowa's baseball team had hit batters in just one day. Ten hit batters. Iowa had seven passing touchdowns all season last year. Like, that's what you're competing with. So, again, I talk about this a lot, but a lot of Iowa fans are like very much hyping up Cade McNamara and that's fair. That's fair. Guy went to a big 10 championship and all that stuff. Good player, but you're going from so low. (laughs) I think the overreactionary aspect of it is kind of funny. I respect it though. I respect it though. Like again, it's the same situation when you look at Baker Mayfield going to Cleveland, like you will. And saying college Baker Mayfield, Comparing him to Kate McNamara. College Baker Mayfield is better than Kate McNamara. Now, and he's in the NFL. I don't know if Kate McNamara will go drafted. Who knows? Maybe Cade McNamara puts up Joe Burrow-esque numbers and gets drafted first overall above Caleb Williams. Maybe that happens. I highly doubt it, but, you know, it could happen. His floor, he, all he needs to do is throw more than seven touchdowns. You know, I, and I wasn't planning on doing this, but how many quarterbacks threw more than seven touchdowns last year. How many quarterbacks threw more than seven? So we are scrolling a long-ass way right now, and some of these guys, surprisingly, aren't starting quarterbacks. You're looking at 124th in the country in passing touchdowns. And you're looking at some of the big names, bigger names that are down there. A lot of them were hurt. A lot of them were hurt. Brennan Armstrong battled some injuries. Tyler Show battled some injuries. But man, and that's not even just Petrus. <laughs> that's just Iowa in general. Petrus alone had five. Like, when I say five, pa- seven passing touchdowns, that's just Petrus, Or that's, that's like Padilla in there as well. Like, Rocky Lombardi. Iowa's own Rocky Lombardi had five passing touchdowns last year. Hudson Cart, who appeared in, I believe, three games last year, had six passing touchdowns. Ryan Helensky. Ryan Halinski, you are allowing a Northwestern quarterback. Hank Bachmeyer. like, what are we doing here, guys? <laughs> Logan Bonner, like, what what is going on here? Hazek Daniels, for those of you who don't know who Hazik Daniels is, uh, just for a ride, he is Air Force's quarterback who runs a triple option offense, and he still put up as many passing touchdowns as Iowa's offense last year as a triple option quarterback he threw the ball 83 times 83 Spencer Petrus put, put 200 or no 182 wait no 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 no, no 100 i'm doing the math backwards a 178 more passing touchdowns passing touchdowns good lord pass attempts Than Nazeek Daniels, and he still managed to have two more passing touchdowns than him. Haynes King is up there. Haynes King. (laughs) Oh, my God. There's some bad... Tanner Morgan, who, again, was hurt last year. Tyler Van Dyke, who, again, was hurt last year, and he still had 10. Like, that's the floor. That's the bare minimum. If you can beat... An average quarterback. And then we're not even saying, I'm not even saying like he needs to throw 100 touchdowns next year. You just need to double it. I, I, You need to double Iowa's season total. You can't have 10. Don't throw 10 touchdowns next year. That'd still be depressing. But like Joe Milton played in three games, had 10 touchdowns last year. <laughs> Four games, however many games he played. I think technically six, but only bit parts in some of those. Started in two of them against Vanderbilt and Clemson. Well, that's the that's the floor, but I still think like the over there is a lot of you know. Man, we got a legit quarterback now in the state of Iowa, and again, I like McNamara. I think he's a solid quarterback. He's not a world beater at this point in time, and given what we know about Brian Ferentz's offense, I don't think it's going to happen this year. It could happen next year, because who knows? Iowa may have a new offensive coordinator next year if they don't score twenty six points a game, which isn't again. Saying anything about the offense, it's just, can you score 26 points a game? Defense, can you save, Cooper DeGene, can you save Iowa's ass next year? But the not even McNamara. Like, McNamara alone, accolades-wise, is better than Hunter Deckers. I know people could look at the physical attributes of Hunter Deckers, because Hunter Deckers is bigger than him. Hunter Deckers can move better than him. Hunter Deckers has maybe a stronger arm than him. Like, he's got the trait side on it. But he hasn't shown that consistency, and there's a lot of head-scratching plays that Hunter Deckers made last year. And Iowa State last year, a lot of that was a lot of head-scratching plays. And I think, again, Brady and his fiance again, would say the same thing. There was a lot of head-scratching moments from Iowa State last year. And the bar, we're talking about bar level back to that of Gene Chizik. Maybe not that low, but no one in the state of Iowa – Iowa State fans, Iowa fans, the most diehard of each, don't believe Iowa State's going to beat Iowa this year. And again, we don't know if Hunter Decker's going to be the quarterback for Iowa State this year. A.J. Cole from Ankeny could be there. They brought in a Juco transfer as well. So we don't know. So the question marks alone put them at number three, let alone who's actually at quarterback. Like, the guy who they're thinking is the quarterback, Hunter Decker's, even just that alone puts them at three. And we talk about McNamara, and again, We'll need to see what he does here. But there's, again, a reason he got benched at Michigan. Because they wanted to elevate their offense. It's the same thing we talked about with uh, Hunter Deckers. McCarthy is everything that can do things that McNamara can't do. What McNamara won't do, I think this is key. This is what a lot of Iowa fans are really hopeful for this year. Is won't make dumb decisions. Won't turn the ball over. Won't, like, do anything insane. But he'll instill a toughness, a winning attitude, which is something Iowa needs from the quarterback position. Like, the run game, hopefully that's better this year. The odds line can't be much worse than what it was last year. Caleb Johnson in the full range the number one back. Play action passes? Like, that was what McNamara's bread and butter was at Michigan. Play action passes. But even that, like, I see school states with FCS programs in there. The state of Alabama that houses the likes of Auburn and Alabama has South Alabama there as their quarterback. I could not tell you who South Alabama's quarterback is, but given what we know about Alabama and Auburn's quarterback situations here, I wouldn't be surprised. So why on earth then, if we're if we are throwing FCS quarterbacks in here, like North Central for Illinois. Who knows who North Central's quarterback and I apologize for this. I apologize for this. But I'm sorry I don't know. My cousins go to North. I didn't hear. I didn't know about North Central until my freaking cousins went there. I had no idea that was a place. It's like around Naperville or Lyle, wherever it is in Illinois. I didn't know that was a thing. And they're there for the state of Illinois. So we're doing all that. Why are we not having Theo Day as the number one quarterback in the state of Iowa? If we are throwing in FCS programs, why is Theo Day not there? It, It confuses me. It confuses me. From numbers alone, you could say Theo Day is better. And this is a I offense that we have chastised a lot on this show. Because across the past however many years, the one thing this team lacked was consistency from the offensive side of the ball. You got Mark Farley as a head coach. You're going to find along the way consistency on the defensive side of the ball. Offensively, they chopped and changed offensive coordinators. Every year, like this is the first year that I can remember in, re- like in the past five years, where they have had a returning offensive coordinator. Because you look back to McKinney there, was there for a year, then went up to Green Bay. They brought in Sean Watson, came for the spring season. Sucked, which we're not even really going to count that. And then you had Bodie Reader come in. And now we got Bodie Reader coming back again, and we'll see how they do this year. But the offense last year was awesome. They just need to start faster than what they did last year, and there were games that they should have won. South Dakota State's a game you and I should have won last year. That is a game they should have won. And they let it slip away from them at the Unidome. You're getting North Dakota State at the Unidome this year, much like Alabama in the FBS level, this is a year to get North Dakota State. This is the year to get them. If you're going to get them ever, this is the year. <laughs> it's not going to. It doesn't happen very often. So you got to take advantage. you got to strike while the iron's hot, as some people say. And you and I could do that. They're gonna need again. You got more Frawley as a head coach, so consistency on the defensive side of the ball will be paramount. But you have Theo Day. You chopped and changed a few things on the offensive side of the ball. You had both running backs leave. You had a few wide receivers leave. So you're gonna have some new faces in there. But when you have a quarterback like Theo Day, who is confident, he may not be the most mobile guy, but he can move. Like there were a few times last year, Theo Day picked up some very big first downs for you and I. He's got a cannon for an arm. Like, the dude's a very good quarterback, and I don't know how likely it is, but I think there's an outside chance that he gets drafted. I think there's a better chance that he gets drafted than McNamara and Hunter Deckers, or again, whoever the hell they have a quarterback. Which I, Hunter, Yeah, Hunter Deckers could get drafted this year, technically. Because he was there when Purdy was there, and then started last year. This would be a third year. You need to be out of high school for three years. That's the rule for college football. But yeah, Theo Day is the best quarterback in the state of Iowa. I, Mark Farley said it last, a few weeks ago right after spring ball, and we've been saying that. That's not something new here on the Logan Blackman Show. We've been done saying that Theo Day is the best quarterback in the state of Iowa. And again, I understand traits-wise, Hunter Deckers may be the best, but that consistency factor fact that he plays for a not very good team and I know there's other factors in Iowa State like the run game wasn't really there at all last year but Hunter Deckers when we saw him when Brock Purdy was there when he'd come in he looked solid running the football I think it was the game against Kansas he had a really good game running the ball the year again the year Brock Purdy was there his last year at Iowa State but last year we didn't see that we didn't see it so I'm very intrigued to see how he does go into this year and again if he is the starting quarterback I have no idea But just for that alone, you can't have them as the the number one quarterback team in the state. And this is precisely why this works. Because I don't know if this is true or not. I don't know if they actually believe this or not. Because again, who knows who North Central's quarterback is unless you go to North Central. I don't know. I would love to put like Alex Crehan, number one quarterback in the state of Iowa. He's not at William Penn anymore. But you couldn't question it because no one out there has watched William Penn apart from people that have went to William Penn or play in the Heart of America Conference. Like you don't see that kind of stuff. So I I give credit to North Central's quarterback, but I don't know who the hell you are. <laughs> Albany, same thing. I I fair I don't know his name, but I've seen some of Albany's quarterback. But then you look around the rest of the the country. Uh you got JJ McCarthy in Michigan, you got Tanner Mordecai in Wisconsin for Wisconsin playing for Wisconsin. You have Tanner Morgan. Is Tanner Morgan still there? Or is he, did, did he go? I don't remember what Tanner, no, he's, he's gone. He's gone. You got that grease kid at the quarterback right now, quarterback position now. You got North Dakota is the number one quarterback in, in North Dakota. Just out to go State, Grunowski, fair, makes sense. You've got, oh, crap, uh, uh, Jeff Sims. I blanked for a little bit. Jeff Sims at Nebraska, fair. There's not any other school in Nebraska, so I guess that's fair. Kansas Jalen Daniels. I know there's some people that are hyping up this Kansas State quarterback. I saw some people in the comments section talking about this agent, this Kansas State quarterback, because it's not Adrian Martinez anymore. Remember that he left this year, and Adrian Martinez. Yeah, I was surprised as well. I was surprised Adrian Martinez still had didn't have more years of college football left. I was really surprised about that. But Will Howard Stu played well last year. There were times they bench Adrian Martinez, Heisman dark horse Heisman candidate. Because Adrian Martinez is not a great passer. He's a good runner. He's a good athlete. But it wasn't all there as a passer. well Will Howard, 15 touchdowns, 4 interceptions. So I'm not saying, like, it's a landslide victory for Jalen Daniels. But I do think Jalen Daniels is the best quarterback in the state, unless there's some, like, Kansas Wesleyan player that they're not talking about. Missouri? Is that Bozalik? <laughs> is he still there? Is Connor Bozalik still there? I don't know. There's no other schools in Missouri. The Missouri State. Missouri State's ass. No, they're not. They're not ass. I just like saying that because <laughs> they had Bobby Petrino. I have to say that. Speaking of Bobby Petrino, KJ or Jefferson in Arkansas. Yeah. Who's going to compete with that? It's easy anyways. They got Jalen Daniels. Jaden Daniels down in uh in L- Louisiana. You got him for LSU. Yeah. Dylan Gabriel in Oklahoma. You, I would say Spencer Sanders, but he transferred to Mississippi. So I don't know. I don't. Oh, no, no, I'm thinking Mississippi. I was thinking Jackson Dart, but no. I don't remember. Is it it Alan Bowman? Did Alan Bowman transfer down to Oklahoma State? I remember we talked about this because Alan Bowman was at Texas Tech, transferred to Michigan. Yeah, he's at Oklahoma State. Okay, yeah, that's fair. That's Dylan Gabriel. Yeah, I would put him at number one there. Then we got Texas. We're just going south. Texas. It's got uh, Tyler Show. I believe that's who they're talking about as the number one quarterback in the state of Texas. Unless there's someone else again that I'm forgetting about, because Tyler Show broke his clavicle. I think he was it was clavicle that he broke last year, so it allowed and forced him to miss a lot of last season. But he's a solid quarterback, he can move really well as well. Not like insane like burners or anything, but he can move. He can move. But Donovan Smith's there? No, Donovan didn't he just transfer? I feel like he tra- No, he's still there. He's still there. But I believe they're talking about Tyler Show. Either way, it's Quinn Ewers. Either way, it's Quinn Ewers. <laughs> like. I know people love to hate on Texas, and this is, when you want to say something negative about college football, Texas is usually a fair shout to get a lot of attention. You can say that about the state of Texas for anything. But mainly football? Like, try to say any other state has better high school football. Like, Luton Town Stadium, they just got promoted to the Premier League, is shat on by Allen High School Stadium. Like, completely shat on. I understand, like, the nostalgia factor of Luton Town Stadium, but good lord, Allen High School ridiculous but no Tyler Show is not the best quarterback in the state of Texas it's Quinn Ewers I like Quinn Ewers a lot I like Tyler Show you can look back at some pro- quarterback rankings that we did in the past Tyler Show's in there I have no general issue with Tyler Show at all so but I or Donovan Smith I don't really care about either one but it's it, it it's Quinn Ewers it is Quinn Ewers <laughs> it's uh, it just is it just is. You don't need to like it, but that's how it is. But I don't really have a general issue with Donovan Smith or Tyler Show. I'm not saying they're not number two because you look at the other quarterbacks, like JT Daniels is down at Rice. Like, is JT Daniels. I'm surprised Rice isn't on here, to be honest with you, because people are still going to go, JT Daniels, that dude was the Gatorade High School Player of the Year. He should be number one on this list. So that would be an option for a lot of people. And then I don't. Texas AM's quarterbacks, it's not Haynes King. Haynes King just transferred to Auburn, didn't he? I don't remember who their other quarterback is. It's not Johnson. I don't, I don't remember who their quarterback is. Either way, they were not coming. They were not winning this thing. We well, got Mississippi State. you got Will Rogers. Fair. Again, Spencer Sanders, Jackson Dart. Probably Jackson Dart. I, I'm fine with Will Rogers being there. Georgia. We don't know who their quarterback is, so it's kind of hard to do that, but we don't know who Georgia Tech's quarterback is because Jeff Sims transferred to Nebraska. So that, that makes that job pretty easy. Jordan Travis down in Florida. Yeah, makes sense. Grayson McCall in South Carolina. Because you can be with K-Club Nick. And then whoever South, Spencer Rattler, no, it's it's Spencer Rattler. I like, ah, because this goes in the whole thing we just talked about, the difference between college quarterback and the NFL draft product. It's close. It's close. I, you're kind of splitting hairs there. I think we're talking about natural talent to be Spencer Rattler, but it's close. It's between Rattler and McCall, and I'm, I'd be cool with McCall being there. You got Memphis in Tennessee, no. It, it, it's Joe Milton. I don't know who ten- Memphis' quarterback is this year. I'm pretty confident they just got a new quarterback, right? Seth Hennigan's No? Still Seth Hennigan. And I guess I guess you could say because he's put up he put up good numbers last year. And Memphis is always gonna have good numbers offensively. It's always defensively that they're scary. But I don't know. I, I we'll keep him there because again, this is talking about from the mind mindset of a draft prospect and all that stuff. Kentucky. Who's at Western Kentucky right now? I don't remember who's at Western Kentucky, but are they better than Devin Leary? Are they better than Devin Leary? Because remember, he transferred from NC State to Kentucky. So that I don't know about that. We got Notre Dame and in Indiana. Yeah, Sam Hartman, fair. Ohio State, or State of Ohio, they have Ohio. Ohio had a good team last year. But this, again, could be something talked about because of the numbers thing. We don't know if even Kyle McCord's going to be the star. We expect that to happen, but we don't understand 100% know. And then what are the, like, main uh, – surprise, surprise, North Carolina. Drake May was the number one quarterback there. Washington's Washington. Yeah, as much as I like Cameron Ward, Michael Penix. Bo Nix in Oregon. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, DJ Uagalele is going to be there, but it's, it's Bo Nix. Caleb Williams in South Carolina – or South Carolina – at <laughs> at California. In California, fair. Uh, Utah Cam Rising, fair. Arizona Jaden DeLura, Fair. Because they just got Drew Pine, right, from Notre Dame? Yeah, fair. Then you got Colorado. I I apologize for my arrogance. I don't know what school that is. I don't know what school that is. Like, I can do context clues for other schools. Like the NC. I knew that was North Central. because Again, because my cousins went there. Or cousin went there. HC. I know that's Holy Cross. Because I've seen it before. I have never seen this logo before. It's not Colorado State. It's not Colorado. It's a donkey bucking. So, donkey um, Colorado football team? (laughs) That's my best donkey mascot. Right? Oh, yeah, there it is. There it is. Or it's a mule. Colorado School of Mines Athletics? What the hell is that? Sports, football. Who the hell is their quarterback? Colorado School of Mines? This is a football team? John Macha. He's a captain, so I would assume that's him. He looks like Gardner Minshew with blonde hair. He's the National Player of the Year. Okay. He doesn't have the mustache in his, his thing there, but... D2. He's a D2 guy. I don't know. I don't know. I... Uh, he won the D, was that the D2 Heisman? Is that what that is? I don't really know what you call it. I don't mind There, the logo looks really out of place on the helmet. <laughs> they look like Jackson State. That's what their uniforms remind me of. And speaking of Jackson State, Shadur Sanders. How is said? Sa- what is the, what are these pictures? I very much recommend you go to the color, the com and look up Mac Minahan. Mac Minahan's picture. He's an outside linebacker. He has a half shaved beard. He has a beard on one half of his face and he shaved the other side of it. It's the same thing we talked about with Ma- Matocha, who has the mustache. Then you got Zach Hester, a defensive end, who is just rocking an insane goatee combination right there. Absolutely insane. Any other crazy ones we got on here? This dude, Mason Karp, is looking like freaking uh, Channing Tatum and Coach Carter. Like, what is that? <laughs> There's some cool pictures on here. Man, why didn't I do anything cool like this? Evan Perot, he's got like a camo swim cap on. I think that's what that is. I don't know what else that could be. Who else do we got on here? What other cool things do we got? Jalen Thomas has dreadlocks and he drooped them down in front of his face. The Jack Lowry, yeah, he's got a beard and he shaved the middle part of it. That's cool. He's a running back. Shaved just the middle part of the beard. Mason Pierce, cornerback. Huge fro. Huge fro. Mason Pierce, baller. What else do we got on here? There's so many. This Evan Alexander's got the ninja headband that was outlawed in the NBA. Man. Keep scrolling. There's got to be some crazy ones down in the off linemen. We're not. Oh, Mikey Barker. This dude, white as hell. Cornrows. Look at the Allen Iverson hair. Corn Rose, Zach was Z- Michael Zeman running back. He's got like, he looks, uh, what is that? The, the Wayne's movie where they're making fun of oh, the ice cube movie. They're making fun of the ice cube movie boys in the hood. They're making fun of the boys in the hood. He looks like one of the Wayne's brothers characters in that. That's what he's trying to go for there. Jeez. These dudes are freaking Hayden Greg. He's got a goatee rock and he shaved the middle of it. Kept the soul patch keep scrolling, keep scrolling. These guys are freaking sick. These are a bunch of studs right here. That's the best way you can describe these. Zach Morris, not that Zach Morris, not from Saved by the Bell. This dude's got a ha- a full beard, shaved the chin. Got a, that's a common thing. Luke Masters. I went to William Penn with a Luke Masters. Luke Masters don't look like this guy. He don't look like this guy. Like this dude looks like freaking Jeff Hardy. That's what he's going for here. That's the best way to describe what he's. this dude's got going on for him. Good lord. If you know Matt, if you know Jeff Hardy, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But if you don't, go look up Jeff Hardy. Preston Rose. Sick-ass mullet, dude. Sick-ass mullet. What's his historical? I think I should have looked at the historical pictures of him. I mean, they started off so fresh clean and all that stuff, and they come in later like that. We got some mustache. We got a Fu Manchu, Preston Yates. Got a Fu Manchu like Joe Flacco back in the day. Josh Pollard, nice curled mustache. This dude came in looked like he couldn't grow any facial hair his freshman year. His his red shirt freshman picture is a Fu Manchu, and his red shirt sophomore year he's got the sick curled mustache with a goatee. Preston Yates again, we talked about him. Jason Winnicky, oh, he just he's just got a mullet, not anything like crazy, not a crazy mullet like the guy earlier. Peyton Rose. So I assume Preston and Peyton are... No, 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 no. Wait. Who am I talking... No, there's another Rose on here. Didn't I say a Rose? Didn't I say another one? I must have... Peyton Rose. Sick mullet. He's got a headband on that says, Beware of the Dog. That is a Zach. That's a Zach Tracy headband right there. That is a Zach Tracy headband on. Robert Miller. Sick. Sick porn stash, dude. He's got the mullet too. This is a paper thin mustache he's got going on here. Again, I would very much recommend going to Colorado School of the Minds. This dude doesn't look like he. Ugh, good lord, these guys come in so. What did uh, Will Bisso? Do we have any others on the the red shirt squad? Seamus Henderson. He's got a nice little flow going. Didn't look like that before. He, he's from Cherry Creek or Inglewood, Colorado. Not the same. Not that Englewood. It got Garrett Lavin. Nice flow. Nice flow. What is this? Owen Marnell. He's got glasses on, but something's going... Like, the glare's messing up the, the glasses there. Got any other cool... Oh, Mac Post. Mac Post is a freaking menace. This dude's got a, like... Foo, a big-ass Fu Manchu with a cross earring, flow, and a headband on. With a nose ring? Not just one... Two nose rings. He's got the bull ring, and he's got one sticking out the side as well. Mac Post is killing it. He's as big as me, too. Six foot 225, and a little bit skinnier than him. But, man, Blake Ramsey, his his little goatee is struggling there. It's a little straight. He ha- he's lifted his head up a little bit so people would see it. Man, this team's killing it. What a bunch – again, just a bunch of studs. That's the best way to describe this team. What did – do? Oh, so Mac Minahan, I really, I just scrolled back to the top. If this dude, in his previous pictures, had the other half shaved and had the full beard on the other side, that would be so awesome. Please tell me that was a thing he did. He did not do that. He did not do that. But in the first picture, this is a guy that looks like he'd never grown facial hair in his life. He looks like Jared. That's the best way you can describe this guy. That's what he first looked in as. So Jared, there's hope. So Jared, there's hope. This dude's six foot, 200 pounds. Man, I have found a newfound respect for the Colorado School of the Mines. Do they have like, do they have a, a like shirts or something? Can I get myself a Colorado School of the Mines shirt? Is that something I can do? Colorado School of Mines shirt. They gotta have something. They gotta have something. They gotta have something cool. They're Under Armour, so you know, as cool as you can get, I guess you could say. Mind's officiate. What is this? This is some, this logo sick. I wasn't trying to bash the logo or anything. I just never heard of it. Respectfully, never heard of this football team. I've heard of the college. I ain't never heard of the football team, but hey, you know what? I found a new, I have a newfound respect for him. So I don't really want to say that Shadrush Sanders is guaranteed better than Matocha, but you know, that's all I'm going to say about that. Wyoming, Josh Allen, fair. Montana State, Best quarterback in there, Montana State. Yeah, of course. And you got, like, in the Northeast schools, you got, like, Maine. I think that's Monmouth. You got New Hampshire. You got Holy Cross, UConn, Bryant, Albany, Penn State, Princeton, Maryland, Georgetown, who I always forget have a football team, and they pop up randomly on ESPN+. Plus. William & Mary down in Virginia. Man, I've got a newfound energy right now. I'm killing the game right now. I need to... I need to, ha- I wish I had stuff like that. I wish I had the facilities for that. Those dudes are killing it. And I think it makes sense. You go to Colorado School of Minds and play football, you got to look like that. You absolutely got to look like that. There's no way you can do that. But those are your, core. like, the- if you're looking at, like, the best quarterbacks in this like country for college football standards only, the only one that I'm, like, that you could throw in the draft stuff is South Carolina. That Spencer Rattler versus Grace McCall battle is very, very big, very big. But that's another thing where I don't know if Grace McCall will get, he'll probably get drafted probably later, probably later rounds, but he might, he's athletic enough to get drafted. But Spencer Rattler, it's, it's close. It's very close. Devin Leary in, in Kentucky, that one's a little bit, but the state of Iowa and Texas, that's, those are the big ones that I'd like to point out there. Those are the main ones. Colorado School of Mines, originally, yes, but not anymore. Not anymore. Though Colorado School of Mines is a very cool football team, I don't really think they put a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL. I could be completely wrong about that. I've never heard of a guy in the NFL from the Colorado School of Mines. Maybe McTocha is going to be that guy. I mean, he's the D2 National Player of the Year, so maybe he is that guy. Maybe he's him. Maybe he's him. Maybe he's Himocha. Maybe that's who he is. But I saw this on Sporkle, which we like doing Sporkle quizzes every once in a while. It gives me something to do. Like, if I have nothing else to really talk about, I'll, talk, I'll go Sporkle. And Sporkle, I just searched college football quarterbacks. or just college quarterbacks because we were that was going to be the main focus point of the Logan Blackman show here on this Wednesday edition of the Logan Blackman show on June 7th, which on Monday's show, I was I, we didn't record a show for June what were we doing Thursday? What was Thursday last week? Because there was a reason I couldn't, it was the NBA, started the NBA finals. And I went, no, what did I do Thursday? NBA finals were that night, but I feel like I was doing something during the day that like carried over. So I couldn't end up doing, I couldn't, I didn't record a show Thursday. That's the main focus of this. So I didn't record a show in June. So my mind was still in May. I knew it was the fifth for Monday, but my mind was still in May. So it was supposed to say six five, but on the Twitter post and Facebook and LinkedIn and all that, you could friend request me on LinkedIn, LinkedIn and all that stuff. Or connect with me on LinkedIn. It says five five because I'm stupid, didn't realize it. So six seven, six foot, seven foot, eight foot, nine foot. Like Lil Wayne got the cool stuff. But I was on Sporkle looking for, you know, quizzes to do and I found the one that we did I think last year. We've done it. I don't remember if it was like but we've done it before of a quiz where we try to name every single college football team, FBS level. So Colorado School of Mines would not have been in there. And to be 100% honest with you, <laughs> I forgot I pulled up a different quiz. So I was going to try and go, well, hey, Colorado School of Mines, they might be a good football team, but they're not in the FBS. Let's try to name all FBS schools. I was That was the plan. I looked at the quiz like, oh crap, that's not what we're doing. Presidents and college quarterbacks. Can you name the colleges slash universities that are produced in a U.S. president and an NFL quarterback? Now, there are some obscure-ass colleges for presidents. And back in the day, there are some obscure-ass colleges for quarterbacks. There is three examples on this list alone that have one quarterback and one president. Some of these schools have two presidents. One school has seven presidents. And guess what? I'm not 100% sure who that is. Seven presidents from one school, five presidents from another school. Like, my mind just wants to go through the route of, hey, let's go over this, like, Alabama, or Miami, or Texas, or Cal, because Jared Goff and Aaron Rodgers. Maybe let's do something like that. But no. No, we can't do that. I would highly doubt that those schools would be on here. I could be wrong. Could be wrong. But I got 10 minutes to name 15. There's 15 schools on here. I hope it's not asking me who, or it's going to tell me who. So I'll throw in the guests for the college, and they'll tell me who they are. But here we go. Three, two, one, go. Ten minutes, didn't even 15. I mean, do I just guess Alabama straight off the bat? There's no way a president's from Alabama. There's no way. Yeah, okay. There's there's no chance of that. Let's just go Auburn as well. Now, the way. Now, we'll go Harvard. They've got, yeah, they've got seven seven presidents, one quarterback. That was the main one. Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick, John Adams, John Quincy Adams, Theodore Roosevelt. Franklin D. Roosevelt, John F. Kennedy, George W. Bush, and Barack Obama. The next one, I mean, we're going to have to go like through all the I- Ivy schools. Yale's the next one, yeah. Joe Dufek? I don't know who that is. William Howard Taft, though. George H. W. Bush, George W. Bush. Bill Clinton and Gerald Forrest. We got two George W's on here. We got Big W over there. 15 courts. So we got the main, like, those were the obvious ones out of the way. There's no way, like, William and Mary... Would be on here, right? They are. That was the next one. Dan Dara, Thomas Jefferson, and John Tyler. You know what? I've I'm three for three. <laughs> I mean, the Auburn and Alabama guesses were more for jokes. But there we've gotten like the next school after Yale, we guess was William and Mary. Like we're getting the president schools out of the way. We have like seven presidents, five presidents, two presidents. Maybe you think that should be easier than what I'm giving it credit for. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe I'm just big brain in my knowledge about where presidents with the school. What other school would be up there? Princeton's the next one that I would think, right? Let's type in Princeton. <laughs> oh, my God. Jason Garrett. And then James Madison, Woodrow Wilson. So we have gotten all the schools that have produced multiple presidents. We have gotten all four schools that produced – You know, I'm giving myself a round of applause for that one. I'm giving myself a round of applause for that one. And maybe I just knew this in the back of my head. Like, there were a few – like, William Mary – what felt, I knew there were presidents that went to William Mary. I didn't know they produced any. I don't know who Dan Dara is. I don't know who Dan Dara is. I'm sorry. Jason Garrett, I forgot he went to Princeton, but I know who he is, obviously. But I forgot he went to Princeton. Joe Dufeck, no idea. Ryan Fitzpatrick, obviously the most famous Ivy League quarterback of all time. And now we're struggling. Fifteen quarterbacks, one president. What would be like a, a big-time school, big-time producer of quarterbacks? Not Alabama. Is it Texas? Texas is a big school. It's got to, it's got to keep being East Coast. That's got to be the main ones here. What uh, Florida? I don't know if they produce fifteen quarterbacks because this Michigan. I feel like Michigan could be Stanford. Let's type Stanford. I feel like Stanford might be one. That's the fifteen quarterbacks one. I didn't know Herbert Hoover went there. So you know what? We're getting the big hitters out of the way without even thinking about it. We're getting the big hitters out of the way. Frankie Albert, Mike Borla, John Brody, Steve Dills, Trent Edwards, give a big round of applause Trent Edwards, John Elway, Randy Fasani, Jesse Fritas, Kevin Hogan, killed Iowa with Chris McCaffrey in the Rose Bowl, Chad Hutchinson, Gary Corcoran, Babe Laufenberg, Andrew Luck, Jim Plunkett, Tuck Stewart, and Steve Stenstorm. we got 6.40 left. I'm content right now. I'm 5 for 15, but we're getting the big hitters out. And I've done that five times in a row. Michigan was my next one. That's the one I'm thinking about guessing. That's the one I'm kind of leaning towards. USC, though, that would be one, right? USC, you would have UCLA? UCLA might be that before USC. I'm going to guess. No, I'm going to go Michigan first, because that's the one that's been on my head. That's the next one. Nine quarterbacks, one president. Let's go. Let's go. Dude, I'm killing the game right now. Gerald Ford went there. Tom Brady, Larry Sippa, Todd Collins. A round of applause for Todd Collins. Round of applause for Todd Collins. Elvis Grabak, Brian Greasy, Jim Harbaugh, Chad Henney, Drew Henson, and John Navarra. Wow. Six for 15. You know, I'm perfectly content with this. The next one I had was UCLA, but I'm not as confident as Michigan. Michigan was one of the first things that popped in my head. What other school? Iowa? Did Iowa produce Ronald Reagan? But <laughs> they they had more than one quarterback. How? What are we defining as like? Is this just get drafted? Like, is this? What? What are the stipulations for NFL quarterback? I think the stipulations are pretty clear for president. You have to be president. Like. You have to be in the NFL, but there's quarterbacks that have probably been drafted for Michigan that aren't on here. Or not or that have been in the NFL for Michigan, but just aren't on here. They're on a roster, technically in the NFL, but never actually did anything. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But, man, okay. What's the ne- UCLA was the next one I was thinking of. There's got to be some other like Ivy League school that's done something like that. We got the big hitters for football out of the way, though. That's the problem. Columbia do they have any quarterbacks no um Colgate that might be so that's an old school let's do Colgate no crap there's the first one we got wrong Ucla is not in there either USC's not in there I need to type it out like Southern California or something no okay good we're taking abbreviations what other schools do we got I Florida was one of them that we're now I'm searching big hitters for schools that have not produced a lot of quarters the next biggest most quarterbacks on here is four we got to go the Ivy League route. Penn? Penn State? No. Cornell? No. Dartmouth? No. I spelled Dartmouth wrong, so that... No, not Dartmouth. Who else? Columbia. There's one. Okay. Sid Luckman. Okay, we brought him up with the Bears. Sid Luckman's there. And Barack Obama, so two Chicago connections. There we've got... So we got Columbia whether Ivy Brown. Has Brown ever produced an NFL quarterback? No. Do we name all the Ivy League schools? There might be one I'm forgetting about. There's gotta be one I'm forgetting about. Cause there's eight of them. What are the like big Northwestern? Trevor Simeon? No. Illinois? Illinois might be one. No. Did I type in Florida? Florida State? No. Again, I'm picking, I'm picking big hitters here. I need to tick, go smaller. Drake. <laughs> what other tiny school? Albany. That was one of the schools, again, that popped up on the quarterback thing. What other, like... We've got the big, big hitters out of the way. Now we're going, like, obscure quarterbacks here. I gotta go Cal. That... I. But that's... You've got more than four. To my knowledge, anyways. But I guess I don't even know if they have a president. What other, like east coast school would there be coast carolina to my knowledge never produced an nfl quarterback i could be wrong i don't know if they produced a quarter uh, a president either but that was the first west virginia definitely no you know what just because it seems so obvious not might as well put it what other like tiny school would there be notre dame's produced more but that they produced more than four quarterbacks but i had to guess it anyways Rutgers? I, Rutgers might be one. No, not Rutgers. They're Princeton's neighbor. They're in New Jersey. Old school. First college football game between Princeton and Rutgers. <sighs> Who, Maryland? Uh, the only one I can think of from Maryland is Boomer Esiason. It's not Maryland. Is it like Maryland State or something? We've got two minutes left. I don't know. I, I'm completely blanking on like those small. Did so G- G- Georgetown ever produce one? I, Georgetown's a smart school, so they're DC. So, I don't know. I I have no idea. There's got to be some like obscure Idaho, like Boise State, <laughs> North Dakota, Montana State not surprisingly no i've got a minute 23 left one two three we got seven out of 15 which i will take taking a heartbeat like Maine. i want to get one more i'd like to get eight i like the number eight that's my soccer number i like the number eight who else would be on this freaking list what other school would there be i'm trying to think of like buffalo bills quarterback, Tulane, <laughs> wyoming Gotta look at the map of the country just to see it. Like Arizona. No, Arizona, would they Arizona State? Grand Canyon hasn't. That's a smaller school I'm thinking of. Colorado. School of Mind. <laughs> you never know. You never know. One of those brainiacs that we had there earlier that we talked about before. We could have done it could have done it. No way Nebraska's got no way Nebraska's done that. Oh, crap. You Connecticut. Connecticut. Connect it cut. No. Spell it. Uh, I don't know. Four NFL quarterbacks and one president. Iowa. <laughs> Iowa State. You and I. Nebraska. Might as well guess it. Five, four, three, two... One, I didn't get it. Seven out of 15. I'll take it. I'm above average. Average score is 44%. I got 47. Duke. Oh, that. Yeah. Yeah, I should have got Duke. Delaware. Yeah, should have gotten that one with Big Joe. Should have gotten that one. I literally looked at the logo, too. I went back to that little sheet. Not sheet, but the the quarterback, top quarterback from each state thing, and Delaware was on there. So I was like, the logo for Delaware. Syracuse. Yeah, probably should have gotten that one. Cincinnati, that one never even crossed my mind. Cincinnati never crossed my mind. I, I, to be honest, I didn't know they had a quarterback in the NFL apart from freaking Desmond Ritter. So I, <laughs> it was beyond me. Miami of Ohio, no. North Carolina, yeah. North Carolina and Duke are two I should have definitely gotten. That then Texas State, yeah. The Navy Academy, yeah. That one seemed like a pretty easy one in hindsight now. Wow, I. But like I said, though, all East Coast, apart from Texas State, which Texas State, Spurgeon win, drafted before Tom Brady. Texas State was my NCAA 13 sim. When you could do – so and we're talking about the NCAA football games coming back. You've got all these great games in the past. The best one to me was NCAA football 13 with Barry Sanders and RG3 on the cover because you could be a Heisman player, be any Heisman trophy winner, within reason you can't be like – I, I don't know, uh, uh, Harmon from Michigan back in the day. You couldn't be someone like that. But you could be a Heisman winner. And RG3, I was a big RG3 fan at that time. I, I had a pair of RG3 cleats. They were sick. White I had the socks, too. I wanted everything like rg RG3 was freaking awesome. I took a picture next to RG3 statue down in Waco when I went down for a friend's wedding next to Baylor Stadium. Awesome day. But... We did RG3 because a mobile quarterback, you know, quarterback's the most fun position to play with in the game, especially a mobile quarterback. And I was with my friend Noah, and we were scrolling through the teams. We are like, what team should we beat? Because you don't want to go to like I – mean, the obvious answer, we like, oh, dude, let's go to Iowa. Let's do that. Let's go to Iowa because we're both Iowa fans. But no. I remember we randomly scrolling. We just stopped on Texas State, and he was like, dude, be Texas State. So I've always got a soft spot for Texas State. I should have definitely guessed Texas State. Completely forgot about him. But Duke and North Carolina are two that I feel like I should have gotten. Big brain schools, those ones. They're known for being big brain schools. Delaware, again, big Joe. You got Joe Flacco and Joe Joe Biden. You got Rich Gannon there as well. Syracuse, yeah, that one makes their smart school. I looked at Syracuse when I was looking at colleges. Not to actually go, but look at, look at them. Naval Academy, yeah. I didn't know Jimmy Carter went there, but I obviously know about Roger Staubach. But, man, Army would have been a good one, too. I mean, Army's not on this list, obviously, but they've produced some very good college football players in the time. Dwight Eisenhower, good college player, president as well. So, yeah, that's a – man, I mean, I'll take the above half. The fact that I was able to rattle off five in a row like that is pretty damn impressive. you got to give me some credit. You know, give ourselves a round of applause. Give, our, give Logan a round of applause. Go wherever you are, just give Logan a round of applause. My dad called me an idiot the other day because we were doing the whole quarterback list of the 10-second the challenge thing with Brady. And I said, well, I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to name a full name. Like, imagine names like Jimmy Garoppolo or Two Attack of Viola or something like that. And I proceeded to do that. So my dad was listening to the show. He texted me said, hey, you idiot. You went full names with those guys? Not full idiot anymore. Dad. Big brain over here. Big brain over here naming President's Colleges five in a row, five in a row, Harvard, Yale, William and Mary, Princeton, Stanford, Michigan. Don't know where I pulled Michigan from, but that one just felt right. That one, but all the other ones, Stanford's a smart school. They're like the, I, they'd like to think they're Ivy League. Northwestern was one of my guesses there too, because they like to think they're the Ivy League of the Midwest. Smart guy, smart guy schools, smart guy schools, but man, fun stuff, fun stuff. I think that's all the main portions of, you know, what we're going to talk about today, but you know, we got the NBA Finals up. We got the NHL Stanley Cup Final on as well. The fun NBA Finals. Fun NBA Finals. Like, ugh, I I thought the Miami Heat would get their first. I didn't think that the Nuggets would sweep them. I did not think the Nuggets would sweep them. Brady and I talked about that on the show. I didn't think they'd sweep them, but I thought their first win would be in Miami. I thought it'd be tomorrow night. I thought their first win would be game three in Miami. That's what I thought. They'd get the home court advantage. They'd be rallied. They're down 2-0. I thought it'd be that. And by most accounts, it should have happened. It should have been a 2-0 in favor of the Denver Nuggets. Nuggets were down big early on, came back to take a massive lead, got a 15-point lead at halftime, and then the Heat stormed back. Heat stormed back. And it's so crazy, like, you watch Jokic. Like, we are I hope you all are realizing we're watching an all-time great at center right now. We're talking about a top-10 center of all time. We're talking about the best passing center of all time. Basketball's been around a long time. But Nikola Jokic is a pass-first player that could score at will. Score at absolute will. Like, we saw him do that. Because what's crazy, usually when you have a guy like that, you try to take away them scoring. Like, you hack-a-shack. That was to keep him from scoring. So he couldn't shoot free throws. So hack-a-shack. You try to take away the other players to get him to try and score by himself. You take away the role players. Some of the greatest players need good role players. And Jamal Murray started off the game really good and then kind of teetered off towards the end. Missed the game-tying game, game tying shot. Almost a game-tying game, winning t- game tying shot. But it was a fun game. Like, I'm so happy this is the finals. I'm so happy this is the finals. Like I've said, I've seen the Celtics and Lakers play in the finals before. I've seen them play in two finals before. I saw LeBron win a final a few years ago. I, I'm good. I'm good. I want to see the Nuggets, which I didn't know at the time, go to their first finals in their franchise's history, watch Nikola Jokic potentially win a final, and then watch the Miami Heat play them. Watch Jimmy Butler potentially get a ring, so I, I'm cool with whatever happens here. I love Jimmy Butler. I always have love for Jimmy Butler, being a Chicago Bulls fan. But I'm cool with the Nuggets winning. I'm not cheering openly for any team. I just want good basketball. I want good competitive basketball, and that's what we're getting. That's honestly what we're getting. It's really fun to see. It's really fun to see when teams get like that. And for the the Stanley Cup playoffs, um, <laughs> we're kind of we're kind of going in a different direction here. In regards to the competitive nature of these Stanley Cup Finals, aggregate score at this point in time, first two games, both in Vegas, aggregate score, we got twelve to four. So we are not getting incredibly close games with the Stanley Cup playoff, Stanley Cup final right now. The Vegas Golden Knights have scored in every period of the playoffs so far. Playoffs, the Stanley Cup final, they scored in every period of the finals. Every period the most notable thing that has happened for the the Florida Panthers was on monday when freaking Manny Tuch absolutely steamrolled Jack Eichel. That is the only thing that's been kind of memorable from the Stanley Cup run for the uh, not for this game. For this game, I got I keep doing that. For this game, obviously the Florida Panthers had an insane Stanley Cup playoff run. Freaking swept the Charlotte uh, the Charlotte Carolina Hurricanes beat the greatest regular season team of all time on paper in the Boston Bruins. Like but the Knights are just killing them. The Knights are killing them. Mark Stone had a good game the other night. Like, it's... it Like, Mark Stone was it. He got his he got his stick, t- stick broken, sprinted to the, the bench area, got his stick, and got an assist. Like, it was so quick like that. Marshall Show, I'm pretty sure I saw a thing where Marshall Show was... They selected Marshall Show from the Florida Panthers. I'm pretty sure that's where they got him from. Like, the Knights are just playing really well right now. I wanted to see a Panther sweep. We're not getting that, obviously. We can't get that even how much I ever wanted that. It can't happen because they're down to 2-0. So it's kind of hard to do that. But it was fun while it lasted. It was fun while it lasted. The dream of having them sweep the Vegas Golden Knights is dead and gone. Now I just got to pray for them to try and make the series competitive. You got the Miami Heat down in Miami, down on tomorrow. You got the Panthers down in Sunrise, Florida, which is not like too insanely out far outside of Miami. Maybe that playoff atmosphere, the, the the Heat potentially get a win against the Nuggets on Wednesday, leads to the Panthers potentially getting a win on Thursday. Maybe that happens. Probably not, but maybe it happens. The Knights just look freaking good. Again, they've scored in every period of the Stanley Cup play Stanley, Stanley Cup final. Scored in every period. Eggert scored 12-4. to like, It's been a blowout so far. But, you know, Stanley Cup playoffs are always fun. Stanley Cup playoffs are always fun. Apart from when the Blues won it. That year sucked. But apart from that, they're always fun. See, see, God, see the St. Louis Blues lift the Stanley Cup. So depressing. See Petrangelo get his grubby little mitts on the Stanley Cup trophy. Man, he's gonna do it again. we gonna do it again. So, oh man, stupid name too, Petrangelo. Stupid ass name. Hate him? No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't hate. I don't hate Alex Petrangelo. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't like him. I don't like him. I'm not going to try and say I like him because I don't, I don't like him. But it's only because he played for the Blues, and now he plays for the Knights, two of my least favorite teams in the Stanley Cup. It's a whole play. I hate those teams. But we've talked about this before, talking about my relationships down with people down at William Penn and their teams. So, you know, Gabby, I can't like him. I can't like him at all. And Zach's a wild fan. I don't know how much Kevin and Zach have been paying attention to the playoffs, but... Brett and I have been suffering this year, but the blue-black got their number one pick, so we're good. We're Gucci. And the final thing I really want to touch on here is uh, the United States released their roster for the Nations League, and we see Florian Balligan on the roster, which is, again, we've done this a lot, but round of applause. <laughs> Fuller and Balligan, love it. Love it. One of the top goal scorers in all of Europe this past season. Like, top ten goal scorers in all of Europe last year. And it was funny, like, he's been scoring like this all year, but it just got super hyped now that he's official with the United States, now everybody's watching it. But you look at this roster, you look at this current roster that they've got, and you could make an argument that this roster, even without the likes of Tyler Adams and Tim Ream, who are two of the most important players to the United States, both out injured, this roster, apart from that, is better than the World Cup roster. It's better than the World Cup roster. Like you look at some of the players on here that didn't make the World Cup. Obviously, Chris Richards was hurt. He'd be in the World Cup squad if he didn't get hurt. Ricardo Pepe is back in the squad, which is awesome to see. We'll see if he ends up stay- going. He's talk- They're talking about him going to PSV, which would be really cool to see. Miles Robinson, again, hurt, but he's back in the squad. One of the best center backs, if not the best center back, the United States, have at their disposal. Just hasn't been healthy. It's in Dehas. Guy of the dual national. Another dual national. Balligan. Joe Scaley's back in the squad. We'll see if he actually plays. Austin Trusty, I'm really excited to see what Austin Trustee can do. Nice center back partnership with Chris Richards and Austin Trusty is what the United States fans are really wanting. But Miles Robinson, a, a lot. Like, Walker Zimmerman's still kicking it? I don't know if I would say he's even better than John Brooks, but, hey, he was one of Greg's guys. He's a leader. So I guess they kept him on here. So we'll see how they do in the, gold, the Nations League. They got the Gold Cup coming up this summer as well. But this roster, it's just exciting. It's just exciting, and I—it's I, gonna be nice for a lot of these players who struggled during club level this season. Like you look at Weston McKinney, who just got relegated with Leeds. Same with Brendan Aronson. both did not cover themselves in glory this year. Same with Pulisic with Chelsea, finishing twelfth. They're spending six hundred million. Like not not a lot of great seasons for some of the best players. And I know you you like you think of what I've said back about Josie you like, well, Logan, well, you were terrible on Josie when he didn't perform. Why didn't they replace him? Because we've seen what these guys can do. There were stretches when Josie wasn't doing anything for club level. He also wasn't doing anything for the national team. These guys have put up big performances for the national team. These are McKinney, Aronson, and Pulisic are three of the biggest players on this team. Like, would you like to think Josie Altarro was that? Yeah, you would like to think that, but there were times he wasn't. He was just not scoring. I think his first, he had a nice little stretch. Right before the 2014 World Cup, he had a very nice stretch then, but there were times where it was like he just went completely missing. So he might have struggled at club level, but they've still put Sergino Dest, another one. I, apparently he's going to Union Berlin. They play at back fives. They have wing back, so maybe he gets a shot in it there at a wing back. But man, I'm excited. I'm excited for something. We got the Women's World Cup coming up as well, so we got we we got some exciting sight si- exciting times ahead in the world of soccer very exciting times, but that's all I've got for you today. I do hope you enjoyed the show. If you did not, I sincerely apologize. We'll try to be better next time. And, uh, yeah, congratulations to me on getting seven president slash quarterbacks colleges, right? And I will see you all later. Make sure again to follow Logan show on every single form of social media, and I will see you later again. Peace.